Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on end-of-the-year estate planning for entrepreneurs. Very important stuff, Fire Nation. And to drop these value bombs, I have brought Brian Price and Jennifer Gligorich. They are the founders of Leafy Legal Services and the host of the Leafy Podcast. This dynamic duo has been helping entrepreneurs for the past 20 years individually and together for the past eight. Both Brian and Jennifer have harrowing backstories. Brian lost his shirt back in the 2008 recession, losing everything and filed bankruptcy before climbing back out and into success. And Jennifer found herself homeless as a teenager and managed to put herself through college and become a successful business owner despite the odds stacked against her. And today, Fire Nation, we'll be talking about how a final will and testament is not an estate plan We'll be talking about probate and how to avoid it, the power of the pour over will, and Fire Nation, so much more. And this is important stuff. So please listen, learn, protect yourself, protect your family, protect your future, protect your business as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. A new year is the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people, but finding qualified candidates can be challenging. Lucky for us, there's ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Brian, Jennifer, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Yeah, this is Brian. Um, you know, one thing people both don't know about me is I actually been practicing martial arts for about 10 years, and uh, I just got my second degree black belt in uh, Kempo Karate. Woo! And hey, what's up, Fire Nation? This is Jennifer, and most people don't know that I can play all woodwind instruments and all melodic percussion because I was drum major, and uh, but that was a long time ago, so they don't they don't know that now. <laughs> <laughs> cool stuff, both you guys. Thanks for sharing that. And as I share with Fire Nation in the intro, we have quite a doozy of an episode because we're going to be talking about end-of-year estate planning specifically for entrepreneurs, which of course makes up my audience, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And let's just kind of get right into this because a lot of people, let's be frank, they think that a final will and testament is actually an estate plan. Like they're covered if they have one or the other, but that's just not the case. So can you jump in here, share with Fire Nation what the two are, why they're different, and what entrepreneurs specifically should have? Number one, an, a, a will is not like a full estate plan. Um, there's a lot more that goes into an estate plan, including having directives and medical directives, uh, pour over will if you have assets. So estate plan is a lot more comprehensive and will usually involve some sort of a trust. The idea of an estate plan is to avoid probate. And probate can happen with a will if it's contested and under a variety of different uh, circumstances. So it's much better to have an estate plan rather than just a will. And I'm sure Richard can tell you more about um, Richard. Richard Amagula is here. He's our attorney here at Leafy Legal. And uh, he can tell you more about the different uh, ways that you can get caught up if it is contested. 
Very cool. Well, listen, I know we have Brian, Jennifer, and Richard on the mic, and I'm just going to say this right now. You guys all have good audio quality, but definitely avoid the shuffling of the papers because we got four people on the mic. It's August picked up. So for clean audio, stop shuffling the papers and Fire Nation will appreciate that. So Richard, take it away. I think one of the things um, as far as that uh, Jennifer mentioned was specifically about probate. And that's one of the things you always want to avoid simply because when you have a will and you have a proper estate plan, the thing that, that happens with probate is that it happens outside of how you want it to happen. So when you have certain directives and power of attorneys put in place, when you have a great estate plan put together, or at least a will at the very least, you can at least have things done in the way that you want it to be done, except when you do it through probate, things kind of happen the way the law wants it to happen. And just being honest, a lot of times the way that certain laws are enacted and certain laws are put in place, it doesn't happen exactly how you want it to happen. So you may have other individuals who you probably don't want to get the house or you probably don't want to get the vacation home and because of probate, that's how it happens. So that's one of the issues that you want to avoid, especially when it comes to probate. Now, can we get maybe an example from any one of the three people on the mic right now about what has a situation looked like? You obviously don't need to use real names or real places. I know, blah, blah, blah. You want to protect identities. But I think having a specific example would be cool. Like, when has somebody not been prepared in this manner that's really blown up in their face? So I'm going to tie in something that just happened this last week to another situation that was very similar to this. So you have a young couple, um, the husband uh, and, and the wife love each other very much. They had a child before they got married and then they ended up getting married. Her parents are very strong-willed people. They come from a very different type of background and they weren't too happy about the whole new son-in-law situation. They weren't happy they didn't get married before the baby was born. They're not happy about a lot of things, but they're trying to make it work. Um, obviously, the closer is lot, uh, the, the couple was a lot closer to his family. They decide to go on a vacation. It's a great cruise. They're with, you know, a big cruise line that everyone's heard of. They stop off at an excursion that's given by the cruise line and tragedy strikes. They don't have anything in place. By the time one of them wakes up, none of the bills have been paid. The child is living with her parents, which is something that they would never, ever want to have happen. Uh, the house that he just bought was lost because none of the payments were made. Even though him and his wife had talked about how that would happen, it would have been his sister. Um, but in the shuffle, the strongest people, the people you don't think of, come out of the woodwork and they kind of push around while everybody else is grieving and nothing they wanted to have happen. So we had this happen in the news this last week. There was a Royal Caribbean cruise line went uh, and dropped people off at a volcano excursion. And yes, it's an active volcano. Anything could happen. But 100 people were caught up in that and they had absolutely no idea. Mm. Many of them were young couples. Some of them had kids. There are some survivors, but people lost their lives. Right now, I'm going to tell you, this situation is playing out in a variety of different ways with the loved ones and survivors of this. And if you don't have something in place that is powerful, then who knows what you might wake up to. So everyone wants to think about this is an you know, this is when I'm elderly. This is way on down the road. And I'm going to assure you, no, it's not. 
You need to start thinking about this now. And I hate to be such a bummer, right? (laughs) Bringing everybody down, man. But (laughs) the thing that won't bring you down is when you go through something that's comprehensive, you get this paperwork done. Yeah, it's not fun. But then you can feel completely free. And you know that your plans are taken care of. And you don't really have to worry. Because when things go wrong, it's a lot better if it's already mapped out for you from the bills to the kids to what happens with your business. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a real estate investor, you're doing deals on houses, you've got all this stuff in the mix and you don't have to lose it all. You can continue it. You can have plans for it. And then if you were to pass away, it can it can be distributed the way you want it to be distributed without the government coming in. And really messing everything up. Probate, I've never heard of a single probate that has ever, ever happened where people were happy with it. Well, I hope you're not bringing people down. What I hope you're doing is giving people a backslap of reality who need it because the reality for you, Fire Nation, is you have loved ones in your life. You want, you need, you should be prepared for tragedy to strike because hopefully it never does. But as we know every single day by you know watching the news, by listening to the news, tragedy does strike someone somewhere every single day. It's just reality. So thanks for giving that personal example and a couple of those like personal like real stories because I know that just kind of really resonates with people in such a deeper way than just like these vague, broad terms that a lot of people hear over and over again but don't really get what that means when it comes down to it. And speaking of which, that's where I want to move into next is that word we've used a couple times and that's probate. So let's get real for a second and define what probate actually is and then very importantly, how the heck can we avoid probate? Probate is about uh, basically when when there's no real um, time that that assets are going to be allocated. So when someone passes away, someone goes into those assets if they don't have a trust or if the will is being contested. Basically, it's when the government gets involved to say what happens to those assets. And normally, what happens is is they're basically taken by the government and then they're gone through scrutiny in order to determine where, um, where, you know, where those are actually going to go, what happens, you know, with, 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 if there's, um, unfortunately children or something like that, or, you know, mostly it's, it's with all your assets, you know, where do those people, who gets them, how do they get to those people and whatnot. And so most of the time it's stuck. And so you can't do anything with it. Um, you know, you hope that, you know, it, It'll be done soon, but you're basically at the government's, um, uh, um, you know, timeline and things like that, and they don't move very quickly. And so, not getting in any kind of probate situation is ideal for anybody. And uh, Richard, do you want to give us a little more in depth of some of the legal things that can happen with that? Right, right, for sure. Yeah, Brian is completely correct in in his assertion of pretty much the process of probate. Um, the only thing I would possibly add as far as um, um, the process and what to how to avoid it would be that um, when it comes to probate, it's uh, there's a certain ideas of there's certain uh, hierarchy of laws and individuals based on um, uh, the individual's family who would get it. So depending on who you have on your living relatives, those individuals and it's a certain lineage of how it goes. Um, depending on who you have living, if you're a married person, if you have children, if you have living siblings, um, that's how it would typically uh, be structured. 
But you want to avoid that because let's say you have an individual who you know probably isn't the most responsible individual. Um, but then because of the laws of probate, they're the deemed under the law as the next person in line to inherit your property. And typically, um, one of the things you can do to avoid it is to simply have a will. But obviously, just a will alone, sometimes they can be issues with that. And then another way to avoid it would be having something known as the affidavit of heirship. Um, if you have individuals named that who are heirs to your property, but the difference between something as an affidavit of heirship is there's a certain amount of uh, that the property or the things that you don't have to be valued at. So if it's valued at a certain number, um, depending on what uh, region or state that you live in, it's something that you can utilize because it may not be something that's proper for your exact estate. So at least if you want to avoid that probate, having a will or properly done estate plan and by filling out those documents is the best way. A lot of people don't realize that um, an estate may undergo formal probate for reasons such as when the will is contested, if it's unclear or invalid, or when the assets are held only in the deceased's name. If there's no will at all, probate is usually required to oversee the distribution of the deceased property. And so it's very important to have an estate plan. And I just wanted to add that a lot of people think that this is only for something for people who have stuff. Well, even if you just have a home, the difference between poverty, and we all know this, you know, being part of Fire Nation um, is mindset, right? Um, People who are wealthy and successful, they think about money and they think about generational wealth in very different ways. So sometimes the difference between a generation getting a little bit of a leg up to propel themselves into college could be the fact that that parent said, you know what, I'm going to take care of this house just so it'll be there for the kids, even if they have to sell it. Then they sell it. And those are the first kids that went to college. Generational wealth doesn't have to to mean something like the Rockefellers. It could be just that you came from generations of people who were renters and you finally got a house. And now your kids will have that one extra thing that you didn't have, and that's going to be the thing that changes them in, you know, to set them up for a very different life than you had. So it really is for everyone. Now, Jennifer, at the beginning of this episode, you talked a little bit about a pour over will. So I don't want to go into too much more depth about it, but give us like a specific definition of exactly what that means and expound it in the area that you think we need to know when it comes to this. A pour-over will is something that you use with an estate plan, and it's a very powerful tool because it's created with a trust. It decrees at the time of the will, uh, the will creator's death, the property in their estate will be distributed to the trustee of the trust. Because it's already decreed what will happen to property, especially for real estate investors or people who are doing deals, that pour over will is a catch all that catches those properties that may not have already been singularly named mm. and automatically will put them in the name of the trustee of the trust, therefore um, avoiding uh, probate. And I just wanted to make sure I said that correctly, right, Richard? Yes, that's that's exactly correctly. That's a uh... I couldn't say it better myself. Nailed it, Jennifer. And thanks for the uh, exclamation point there, Richard. Much appreciated. And Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about beneficiary nightmares. We'll be talking about trusts. And we'll be talking about retirement plans when we get back from thanking our sponsors. 
I don't consider myself a techie person, but when it comes to idea generation, I'm on fire. So when asked, are you ready to build your first sales funnel? I immediately thought I'd have to hire a tech team to help. Then I found ClickFunnels, and with ClickFunnels, the sky is the limit. ClickFunnels is a software tool that helps you create sales funnels that convert your visitors into leads and then customers. ClickFunnels was created so entrepreneurs like me and you who aren't programmers and who don't know how to code can easily build great looking pages inside of a sales funnel to grow our business online. And the great thing about ClickFunnels is that it's not just your funnel building editor, it's also your shopping cart, your email autoresponder, your membership software, your affiliate management software, and so much more. Join over 90,000 entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click. Being an entrepreneur is like having multiple jobs at once. That's why it's important to leverage tools that do things efficiently. And when it comes to hiring, that tool is Zip Recruiter. But don't take my word for it. Meet Dylan, owner of Cafe Altura. Dylan needed a director of coffee, someone who could buy coffee beans, roast them, and taste them for quality control. This combination of skills made finding the right person challenging, and the job boards he was using delivered tons of unqualified applicants, making the process time-consuming. That changed when he switched to ZipRecruiter. Their candidate rating feature gave Dylan more control. He was able to review applications and quickly hone in on the most relevant candidates. Using ZipRecruiter, Dylan found his new director of coffee in little over a week. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you too can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Once again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, we're back. And listen, I want to talk about beneficiary nightmares. I mean, I honestly feel like that could be a podcast episode on its own. And I want to talk about why we can't forget about our estate plan when we have these life changes that we're inevitably going to have. So whoever wants to step up and take this away, go for it. Beneficiaries is basically, you know, who's going to get whatever assets you own after you pass or um, whatever you want in the trust. And so the idea is that, um, you know, all your things that you own, whether it be, you know, real estate, um, collectibles, um, you know, even your retirement plans and things like that and, and other, you know, paper assets, for example, um, we want to know who those are people are going through. And what can happen is, is if you don't have anybody really outlined specifically, um, it can go to the person that you don't want it to. And so you may want it to go to your children and be divvied up a certain way evenly. Well, it could end up, and I've seen this happen before in um, my wife's family, is um, is my, um, my father-in-law passed away and he had a pension. And there was five kids and the pension went to the oldest kid. And um, there was a lot of issues around that. <laughs> and so it can it can have a nightmare like that. And, and it wasn't too bad. But, you know, just in my own family, I've, I've seen that happen where you you want your um, your assets to go to one person or maybe be divided in, evenly among your children. And if you don't have it fully outlined, 
um, and updated all the time, it can really turn into a nightmare. And uh, kind of to go off of uh, uh, even Brian's example, some of the things I've seen in practice where um, there's also a nuance where an individual may be able to inherit something, inherit a piece of property or whatever it would th- throughout a will and they decide that they don't want it. Mm. Um, and sort of within that process, something that you can do is something that uh, uh, a, a process of the law is named as, as a disclaimer. Um, and I guess we would all think that an individual would probably want the home or a piece of property that may feel that it may be too much of a burden on them. So something that they can do through that is a disclaimer. Um, because you may feel that maybe the taxes may be too much or to upkeep the property may be too much, but that's something that's also, you know, something that exists when it comes to um, an inheritance that you probably wouldn't want. When you're just going through, let's say, an online forum or something like that, they're not going to ask you the wealth of questions that a true estate planning will. Um, A lot of people will dig up retirement and insurance accounts and those beneficiaries, you know, that were done years ago, or maybe you had uh, a type of insurance account that you got with an ex spouse, but now that was years ago. You've, you know, you're remarried and it still lists them. You know, these are things that an estate planner will go over with you because those beneficiary designations can outweigh in some circumstances what's in a will. So reviewing that information and going through all these little things really makes a difference because, you know, we've seen it to where exes, you know, especially if they were married 10 years and then you get a divorce and there are other things and the kids thought that they were taken care of and none of that was updated. It can be a big shock, you know, if someone passes that, no, it wasn't. And then it can start to affect, you know, other things. Three value bombs, Fire Nation, one after another. And I want to move into the next topic because this is a big one. It's all about trust because people think that just having a trust is enough. But the reality is if you're not funding that trust, they don't work. So can you all share with Fire Nation what exactly this means? Simply funding the trust alone would be that you're allowing for that property and the money to actually go into the trust. But if a trust is simply just existing for the sake of existing, it's 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 not the beneficiaries pretty much have nothing or they don't have a they don't have a stake in it. If if nothing happens to that trust, if the property isn't going to it, no money is going to it, it's actually working against itself. Um, there's other legal uh, ways that you can go against that. Maybe if you go after the trustee for something uh, for not fulfilling certain duties that they have, but just in a in the sake of talking about the trust fund, it's actually just being able to show that the what's supposed to be done, the money, the property, the stock, or the businesses, or even a combination of those, that it's actually being done properly or like actually going into the trust. Yeah, this happens a lot. Um, if you go to the wrong place to set up, let's say, uh, a series LLC, that's a type of asset protection that, that we do, and that can get rolled into a state plan. If that, uh, let's say you're going for anonymity, which is a very powerful tool. It's the ideal tool for real estate investors, we feel. And so you set up an anonymous land trust, right? But if that trust is not funded and then you get sued, that trust is worthless. So you do need to transfer over the property, uh, make sure all the deed and all that stuff is done, and then fund the trust as per the terms of of the trust. And then it becomes a very powerful tool, um, not just for your estate plan, but also your current asset protection um, as a preventative, you know, for vexatious, you know, litigators. Everything that Jennifer is saying is completely correct when it's speaking about a trust. It's simply 
that one of the main advantages, some of the main advantages of the trust is it's going to reduce the taxes. Um, it's going to reduce the taxes on the estate. It's going to distribute the assets to the heirs efficiently, and it's going to put conditions on that property. So if it's set up correctly, then obviously it's going to protect it from the litigation that, you know, one of the things that, that um, lawyers like to say is that we live in a litigious society. So people want to sue for everything. And when they usually sue, they go after the, you know, the, the, the people with the money. So a lot of times setting up that trust and setting it up effectively is going to protect those assets. So, you know, that's something that's extremely important in, in having the trust and even something that you want to make sure that you have properly done when you set up the trust is you have a, a trustee who is reliable, someone who knows what they're doing and somebody who has a lot of knowledge about the estate and the property so they can do it. They can have everything done properly because, again, like I said, we, we live in a litigious society, so you always want to protect yourself. Now, one thing a lot of people in my audience do have are retirement plans. So if they have a retirement plan and they actually do have trust as well, how do you coordinate the two of those so that you're not accelerating taxes, which I know a lot of us don't want to do for very obvious reasons? Well, depending on what your structures you have set up and what type of retirement plans that we're talking about, you know, we're big fans of self-directed um SDIRAs and solo 401ks because we believe you should have the power of your own money and be your own bank and have checkbook control. Um, but even still, if you have traditional retirement plans, it depends on the structure that's set up. Um, we do recommend that you have a CPA um, or a CFO consultant. Um, we work with a lot of, um, well, we have our trusted ones that we like to refer out to. Um, and a CFO will not just tell you how to save money on your taxes because a lot of people get a bookkeeper and they will just look at deductions, you know, like just put this, you know, you went out to dinner with this person. So this is only a 50%, you know, deduction as opposed to, you know, they'll only look at it on that level. A CFO consultant, if you get them a good one, will look over all those deductions and say, okay, you're actually not going to want to deduct this. Let's talk about this retirement account and how this money is working for you. Is that money just basically sitting on your couch, doing very little, eating your Cheetos, doing nothing, or is it working for you? So those are some of the things that we talk about and we try to get people to ask those questions. Um, and it really rolls into what kind of structures you have. When you have everything rolled into the same structure, it's going to be a lot more powerful and it's going to make money for you. The idea is money is is something that you want to work for you. You don't want to put it away and have it just sit there, you know, being a loaf on your couch. Let's I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense to me. <laughs> it's a good visual. Just a loaf on your couch of money just sitting there. I like that. So anything you want to add, Brian, Richard, before we uh, go to our final chat? Yes, I think Jennifer kind of touched on a topic that I think is extremely important, especially when you're talking about the real estate investment uh, space. Um, she talked about a self-directed IRA. And to, to sort of touch on that, that's that's um, pretty much a retire, retirement plan where the individual has a has an opportunity to invest in their preferred asset class. So one of the things one of the things about that is although the self-directed IRA allows you to invest in a number of numerous liquid assets. Um, there's some assets that are prohibited from investment, like real estate that you would personally use, but you're able to invest in real estate that you're going to be using for investment purposes. So I think that's something that's extremely good to note, something that you can take advantage of, because 
Um, you also, if, especially if you're a seasoned investor, um, you're somebody who, who will be able to know what you're doing with it and how you can do it and how you can obviously, you know, make money off your investments. All right. Well, I just love this kind of roundup that we just did here about all these different things with trusts, with beneficiary nightmares, with all of this jazz. So Brian, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. So why don't you maybe start us off with the one key takeaway you want to make sure our listeners get from this audio masterclass? Yeah, is is the first thing is is just get knowledge on what is available to you. I think the, the biggest thing that people do is they don't get the information and it's easiest thing to do. It says, well, I'll, I'll deal with that later. And then unfortunately, sometimes things come sooner than you think. And so the number one thing is to get information, get the knowledge of understanding really what estate planning is, how it applies to you in your particular situation, because one size doesn't always fit all when it comes to certain things and depending upon where you live, what, you know, what kind of assets you have, um, you know, we, we can definitely help you in, in determining what's the best way of, of protecting those things and coming up with a, a, a good estate plan for your particular situation. Jennifer? The thing that gets me the most is when people say, well, I don't want to worry about it because that then something will happen to me. It's like this fear that if you talk about a will or you talk about a retirement planning, planning, something bad is going to happen. And I'm just going to tell you that it's actually probably the biggest preventative. The people who go out there and have this all set, it's amazing how they end up living these long, healthy lives and, and everything's great. It's the people who are willy nilly, you know, that are off there jumping off of, you know, base jumping and stuff like that. And then something bad happens. So just don't think that that's actually actually opposite of, of reality. Just go ahead and do it. It's usually you can get a pretty low co- cost consult and then find out where you're at. And it's only going to help you think of more ways to make more money. And we all need to, you know, want to make more money and live better lives. So just go for it. You know, don't be worried. Don't have that limiting belief. Richard, take us home. Just to round everything up and just to summarize everything that we've been talking about the process of estate planning is simply just anticipating and arranging. And when you do it properly, you have a lot less stress. You have a lot less to worry about. And it's something that can, for your future, your future children, your heirs, and anyone in the in the future that may rely on you, it's something that will give them a little peace of mind and a little ease for after, um, whatever the case may be. So it's something that can be, be done and relieve stress from everyone. And Brian, we will jump back and finish with you because I really want to make sure that Fire Nation has a final call to action that they're going to be able to go where you want them to go to learn more about the services you provide, how you can help entrepreneurs like my listeners with everything we've talked about today. What action would you like them to take? We have a, uh, a checklist for estate planning that we'd like to have your listeners um, check out. And, and all you have to do is go to go dot leafyassets.com slash fire and we'll give you this checklist that will go through everything that uh, um, you need to consider when doing your own estate planning and so I encourage everybody that's listening to go there um, at uh, go.leafyassets.com slash fire and so uh, and if, if you're interested in knowing more information about us, um, you can go to our website, leafyassets.com as well. And uh, we do estate planning. We do um, uh, asset protection for real estate investors and um, entrepreneurs. 
And um, we also do a number of other, um, you know, self-directed IRAs and solo 401ks. And so we're here to help you guys however you need help with and give you the right information so you can be informed and know what to know what to do and, and do the right things legally and uh, protect yourself. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with Brian, Jennifer, Richard, and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And if you head over to eofire.com and just type Brian or Jennifer or Richard, all will work into the search bar. The show notes page will pop up and we'll have links to everything that we've talked about today. Of course, the strong call to action, Fire Nation, is to get that checklist go.leafyassets.com slash fire. Make that happen. Start planning for your future. And I just want to say thank you to all three of you for sharing those value bonds with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Later, Fire Nation. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Brian, Jennifer, and Richard. And if you're ready to rock your very own podcast, well, check out our free podcasting course where I'll teach you how to create and launch your podcast. You guessed it. For free at freepodcastcourse.com. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. Successful entrepreneurs take advantage of tools that do things more efficiently. And when it comes to hiring, the tool to use is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire tech team to help? With ClickFunnels, you can. Visit eofire.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial today. That's eofire.com slash click.